The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name is Beth Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine. And today I'm doing a podcast, podcast from a very special place. We are actually out in Benidorm for the Advantage Travel Partnerships Conference. Um, it's the first day today and I'm delighted to welcome um, Guy Snelger, who is Business Travel Global business, Glo- travel Global business Travel Director. He's sitting here right next to me. There he is. Um, and I am going to do something slightly different with Guy today because I'm going to just pass him a piece of paper with a word on it, a bit like Mop the Week or uh, Would I Lie to You kind of thing. And he's just going to talk about that particular thing um, for a short time. Um, and hopefully he'll be able to share some of his insights with you on these important topics. So... Thank you very much for doing this guy. He has, he has no idea what's on these bits yeah. of paper, but um, I'm sure he'll do a great job. So here we go. First one, over to you. Oh, NDC. That's a good <laughs> one to start with, isn't it? Um, uh, what hasn't been said already. Um, I think actually, I think this year is going to be a fundamental uh, shift uh, in the conversation around NDC. Uh, there's a couple of things. One, uh, the, the usage of it and the availability of it and the platforms that it's coming through are going to mean that it's more widely available. But also, I think there is now a more pragmatic conversation. I think there's a recognition that it is here, it is here to stay. It does offer a lot of good new things in terms of the way that the products can be retailed. But at the moment, there are some operational challenges with how it works. And actually having a sensible conversation between corporate buyers, travel management companies, and the airlines about understanding what can be done and what can't be done with NDC and what that then means to knock on to servicing levels and potentially the amount of work and fees that are involved um, there's a bit more of a grown-up conversation, I think, happening about that um, as we as we work through it. Because there's going to be a little bit of pain to work through, but it's taking us to a better place somewhere down the line. Lovely. Number two. AI and chat GPT. Um, this is certainly uh, a flavour of the month, I think, in terms of uh, media coverage, not just in the travel space, but everywhere. Um, it's clearly a very significant shift forwards in technology. Um, personally, my view is, I think some of the slightly apocalyptic predictions that, you know, we're all going to be served by robot travel agents, uh, in, in the not too distant future and that the human element is going to be wiped out. I don't subscribe to that. Um, I think AI has a huge amount of value it can offer actually improving the way that technology already works. So making the technology more intuitive, being able to learn people's preferences, being able to interpret trends in data quicker and um, more accurately and picking up more detailed nuances. So it has a big role to play, I think, in the way that technology works. But personally, I still think that where the human element in travel, in travel management in particular, adds so much value today, I don't think that's going to change. I think that human interaction, we're still dealing about moving people from one place to another. Uh, And the things that work well with technology now will work even better. Uh, as AI starts to come into that technology, but the bits that the humans do very well, uh, I think still have got uh, going to be here for a long time to come. Pricing, another broad one. Um, uh, pricing is, is is tricky in that I still don't think we've necessarily found the level. Obviously, coming out of the pandemic, there were so many challenges around capacity that you know uh, 
pricing went went through the roof. And we're still seeing very, very high pricing on both uh, airfares and accommodation in particular. As the capacities now come back, and we're hearing from airlines that sort of by, in some cases, third or fourth quarter this year, a lot of a lot of the airlines expect to be back to to full levels of capacity. I think that's where we're going to get a, a a more accurate picture of where pricing is. Obviously, pricing of everything is going up. You know, uh, inflation and the credit crunch and all of the costs and staffing costs and so on mean that prices are going to be higher for the foreseeable future. But exactly how much higher and how that's going to settle down um, uh, towards the back end of that year, I think, is probably uh, still something that we're waiting to find out. Another tricky one. Brexit. Okay. Um, I think this is one that hasn't really bitten yet quite as hard as it might have done uh, for business travel. Um, I think the challenges around a lot of the new visa laws in Europe, understanding the different criteria of why you're going to a different country, the nature of the business that you're traveling for and how you're being paid for it, and therefore what kind of visa you might or might not require, and the variations from each country. Because of the delays in travel, because of the pandemic, it all feels like that's kind of concertinaed along a little bit. And we're only now starting to really get our heads around what that means. We've had some other stuff to deal with for the last couple of years, whereas uh, I think this is going to be the hot topic possibly going forward for the next 12 months for a lot of companies where they really understand exactly what their travellers need to know um, and need to prepare and have ready for uh, for business travel. So uh, it's one that I don't think we've got all the answers to yet, because uh, I don't think a lot of countries have got the answers to yet. I think they're also still finding their feet. So um, it's, it's a bit of a mess at the moment, if I'm honest. Um, and I think uh, probably in the second half of this year, we're going to see a lot more discussion about that. MC service level. So I think this one, obviously, coming out through last year with all of the disruption, it was a bit of a perfect storm. We're coming out of the pandemic. We've got very low staffing levels, people trying to rebuild businesses, um, and then huge amounts of disruption, unprecedented levels of disruption and flight cancellations. Um, it was inevitable that service levels were going to be hit very hard. Uh, talking to members now, we're now seeing that actually for, for, for most of them, they're saying that the service levels are certainly nowhere near the challenge that they were before. Service levels are always uh, uh, an important topic, uh, and there are always going to be uh, requirements to push those service levels and make sure people are getting what it is they've signed up for and what it is they're expecting. Um, I think there is a conversation. We talked about kind of NDC and some of the content fragmentation issues, and that is infecting service levels as well, because if things take a bit longer to do, that impacts on the service levels. So I think there is more of a conversation going on now where people are understanding what are the things that actually do require more work and more service um, uh, and more resource to do? And what are the things that can be done more quickly, whether that be online or through technology? Um, so uh, when I talk to corporates now, most of them say that maybe they're not exactly where they'd like them to be, um, but certainly they're a lot better than they, they were last year. And in a lot of cases, they're actually in a good place now, but there's probably more of a conversation to see actually what does the service level, what should the service level look like going forward? And I think people looking at RFPs and talking to TMCs now talking more about what the new service level model should be rather than necessarily trying to hark back to maybe something pre-pandemic. Sustainability. It's something that everyone seems to talk about uh, and everyone seems to have uh, an objective and a priority around it. I don't think yet we're seeing it wash out in terms of what that actually means, um, uh, in terms of actual travel patterns uh, and people's behavior. I think a lot of organizations um, uh, and actually advantage, I think, is one that we, we have the same thing. The more you look at it, the 
more complex it gets and the deeper you go into your business because it is something it's not just about travel it's something that goes right across business and i think a lot of organizations i talk to they started off looking at it in fairly simple terms and as they dive into it it becomes more complicated and the more complicated it bits the more stakeholders you need to get involved in the discussion and the bigger it becomes and so we're kind of sort of almost a year on now from starting some of those discussions and what we've done is we've made the conversation bigger and more complex and it's taking longer to work out the answers so um, uh, I think there's actually a danger that in trying to get perfect, we're being slow to do anything uh, in some cases. So I think my view is that the, what I like to see is we actually do, do what you can now. There are things you can put in place now. There are simple steps people can put in place in terms of travel policies and the way they work with their TMCs now. They won't answer everything. The data might not be 100% perfect. It might not tackle every possible eventuality of travel. But do what you can now. Perfect is going to take a long time and a lot of discussion. And I think it's going to be probably a few years before all of us get to kind of where we want to be with it. Um, but the, there's, there's more that can be done now. I'm just going to put in here because it's a bit of a plug for our latest issue, which is sustainability special. And it said exactly that. People are getting confused by the, not necessarily by the, the details. And that really those things they can do that are simple that can make a difference now. Okay, we're almost done. Next one. Benidorm. Benidorm. He's only, he hasn't been here long, so he probably hasn't got much of an opinion I yet. And it's but... my first time here. I've managed to work in the travel industry for 35 years, and this is my first time coming to Benidorm. So, um, so far, it's been lovely. I've had a lovely lunch with Bev. Um, we've had a lovely time. It, the sun's been out, and then it rained, and then the sun came out again. Um, so uh, I have to say we're being, we're being looked after wonderfully well, aren't we, by the Spanish Tourist yeah. Board and the local tourist board here. Um, and uh, we're, having a, we're having a lovely conference. So my experience of Benidorm are entirely positive. And leading on to the last one. My first Advantage conference. Yes. How's, it, how's it going so far? It's, it's going really well. It's the first one I've been, uh, I've done where I've been Advantage. Yes. I've oh, been, you have I've been, been, been many the, before okay. as a supplier. Right, okay. Oh, it's much easier as a supplier. Okay. You, you, yeah, you, you show up, up and... people give you drinks and talk to you about stuff and you meet colleagues and you have a lovely time and, and then you go home. Um, yeah. When you're on the other side yeah, of the fence, you're hosting. It's, it's, it's a little bit more frantic. Um, uh, and I can't claim to have been involved in most of the organising, <laughs> to be fair. No, it's... It's it's great. It's it's one of those. I know from coming to it as a supplier, I always felt it was one of the friendliest, I think, and most inclusive conferences that you come to. Mm -hmm. It is, and uh, certainly it is like a lot of travel conferences. It is while there's a lot of discussion about really important business topics and issues, there's also a chance to catch up with yeah. friends and people that yeah. you might not have seen since the last one. Um, uh, and that's and that's yeah. nice. We had, we had we had a couple of years of, of not seeing each other and not being able to get in touch with each other. Yeah, and so I think nice. we're still. Still feeling the uh, still feeling the love for these yeah. kind of things. And you're going on an e-bike tomorrow because we have the excursions tomorrow afternoon, which are fun. You know? I will know more about Benidorm tomorrow when I've been around it on an electric bike and tour. I'm going to be kayaking, so yeah. I oh, know that's very yeah. active. Oh, well, thank you so much. I know you've got to go and meet some suppliers now. So, and I know I'm keeping you from doing that. So off you go. Thank you very much thank for doing that, for, being, for answering those questions. Well, talk about those those topics so um, succinctly and uh, expertly. So thank you very much. Indeed. My absolute pleasure. I'll see you later for thank drinks. You very much. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine.